ran across a story today that I loved. I want to read it. Here it is. Before he was Han Solo or Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford was a carpenter. In 1964, Ford moved to Hollywood to become an actor. And this is him in quotes. But I arrived on a metaphorical bus full of people who had the same ambition, he said. So he came up with a plan to prevail over the competition. As Ford spent this time around uh, the other aspiring actors on that metaphorical bus, he became aware of something. Most of them were in a hurry. They were in a hurry to make it or to make lots of money or to prove something to someone. Whatever the reason, most were on a tight timeline. So Ford's plan was to do the opposite, to lengthen his timeline. To do so, Ford said, I had to have another source of income, so I became a carpenter. But doing carpentry, he explained, I was able to wait it out. And as the years went by, the attrition rate eliminated many of those people from the competition pool until finally there were only a few of us left on the bus from that entering class. I always so, saw life that way. You just have to find a way to stick it out to prevail. Pause there for a second. I love that. Like, I love that Harrison Ford showed up to Hollywood. There's hundreds of thousands of other people trying to do the exact same thing. And he was like, man, if I just don't die, I win. And to do that, he didn't have to make his money from the thing he wanted to do. He made his money from something he was fine doing, good at doing, and used that money to make himself stick it out. All right, let's go on. Takeaway number one in the article. I once heard the author, Robert Greene, give advice to an aspiring musician. Robert listened to some of their music, thought the musician was talented. Then he simply said, you must immerse yourself in a universe of music. Ford chose carpentry because he thought, since Hollywood is in an everybody-knows-everybody kind of town, a carpentry job could lead to acting jobs. Indeed, Ford immersed himself in the Hollywood universe and became known as the Carpenter to the Stars. His roster of clients included Francis Ford Coppola, James Kahn Kane, Richard Dreyfuss, and Joan Didion. I don't know any of those names except Richard Dreyfuss. Anyway, most famously, in the mid-1970s, I've never heard this story before, Ford was building an elaborate portico entrance at Coppola's office where Coppola's friend George Lucas was leading casting meetings for Star Wars. A few years earlier, after Ford had played Bob Falfa in Lucas's American Graffiti, Lucas sent out a memo to the agents of the actors in Graffiti just to explicitly say that he wasn't going to cast any of them in his next project. Ford found acting jobs scarce since American Graffiti, one biographer explains. And so when he was working on that elaborate portico entrance, Ford said, and I was asked by George if I would read with the other actors. There was no indication that I might be considered for a part in the film. I'd read with about 300 actors, and weeks later, they asked me if I wanted to play Han Solo. Takeaway number two. Ford's stick-it-out strategy is a civilian version of what military strategists refer to as winning through attrition. And by the way, this little section comes from Robert Greene's book, War, which is really, really good. A great strategy book in general. He goes on, in a study of the major wars that shaped the course of history, this is really cool, by the way, the strategist and historian B.H. Liddell Hart found that only 2% of battles were won as a result of a direct attack. 2% of battles won from a direct attack. The majority of successful armies throughout history, Hart writes, all had the power of endurance to last. As Ford put it, you have to find a way to stick it out to prevail. Lengthening your timeline, it always takes longer than you think it's going to take. That's Hofstetter's law. And even when you take the law into account, you're still surprised. Ron Holiday. This came from a Twitter account called BP Oppenheimer. Really good Twitter account. Go check it out. I mean, the thing I'm taking from this personally is, I mean, there are definitely times where things aren't moving as fast as they need to move. And number one job as the CEO is don't run out of money. And the idea of doing work within the company that you don't want to do long term, 
but is a way to uh, wait it out longer and to increase the chance of success in the main thing you're doing is something that is really, really fascinating. And one of the reasons that I've done high-end consulting coaching work personally for a long time, it's really good money. Uh, it builds great case studies uh, and the money allows us to continue going longer uh, and it sets us up for success in the main thing we're doing. So I'm, I don't know. I'm just this story I read this morning on Twitter just really stuck out to me, really resonated. So I wanted to read it. I love the Harrison Ford component. Most coaches and consultants who have a resource that they give away online aren't leveraging their thank you page, also referred to as a confirmation page, the way they should. Your thank you page is actually an opportunity to generate additional traffic to your website if you do the right things to make it go viral. This month only, I'm giving away my viral thank you page playbook, which includes everything you need to make your thank you page become a viral traffic source to your website, resulting in a lot more leads for you. You can grab it for free this month only at growthtools.com forward slash free. Again, that's growthtools.com forward slash free.